Guess who's back? It's me. I'm here for the Greek Soccer Show. Um, after three different messages of people concerned regarding my whereabouts and where the next episode is, uh, I didn't forget about the Greek Soccer Show. I've still been I've still been keeping up to date with the soccer. Just that I've been so busy with stand up and writing and everything the past month. It's been a crazy bit of travel too, so I haven't had the time needed. But I'm here now, and we've got some updates, right? We're not going to go through all the derbies that I missed. We'll keep it pretty, um, you know, topical. Discuss the latest and greatest things that happened, like over the weekend. Uh, I, there wasn't really a good game over the weekend, to be honest. But, you know, the standings are tight now. Rebecca and Pauk are tied up there. But we'll get, to, we'll get to the league in a little bit. I do want to talk about the national team. Because the national team is something that we've all been concerned with for a while. Uh... F- I guess two, three years to be exact. It's been so shit. And now uh, it looks like things are shaping up. And the reason they're shaping up is because the new coach is doing what we've all been asking for for quite some time. is let a lot of the young guys in. Uh, try some new players. Right? It doesn't always need to be the same gang, especially if it's not working out. And that's what's happening right now. Uh, we have a, a nice group of young guys. Plus also the... The, the core group of Greek players that still play in Greece at a high level, uh, the Ajax players, Pauk, Panathinaiko, they're helping out a lot. So it's uh, it's changing. You know, it's changing the way the team looks, and I'm hoping that we could actually qualify for the World Cup. Uh, I like the way we played against Armenia. I even like the way we played against Italy. It was that first game of this new squad being put together. Uh, you know, they lost to Italy, but they really they really fought it, and that was their, their only loss, and they went three straight, three wins. Uh, I really like the way they played against Armenia. I like the way they played against Finland too, coming back, being down one nothing. So I think the future is looking bright. If we keep letting these young Greeksters play, I think it's going to be very, very good for us. So, you know, with all that to say, I uh, I, I think that like Pavlidis is a breath of fresh air for, uh, for Greek players. I mean, even on his club team right now, he's playing really well. He's scoring. Uh, they like him a lot. So we need this. We need these kind of new players, new blood in the system. All right. So we're done with that. We didn't qualify for the Euro, which is going to be sad. Uh, it's going to be tough to watch. I can't. Here's the thing. It's hard for me when the Euro comes around or the World Cup and, you know, Greece didn't qualify. It's very hard for me to get into it because I always feel pissed. I'm actually really, really upset. I'm really upset, uh, upset when they don't make it because, I, you know, I want to cheer for someone. And no matter who's there... Even if it's someone you like, a country you like, players that you like, eh, it's not the same. You can't cheer as hard as you would for your national team. Now, moving on to the clubs. Back back to Greece. So, by the way, uh, I want to say something before I forget, because people, when Olbeko was playing in the Champions League, they were very pissed. They were pissed, and they were saying things like, oh, they lost to Bayern Munich, they should have won, they should have... Eh, stupid, stupid things. Let me tell you guys something. Bayern Munich, great, great team, all right? Olbeko did everything they could. You can't be that hard on your team if you're a fan of that team. That's crazy. This is Bayern Munich you're talking about. Forget what the hardcore people who don't think about, um, the, you know, the actual uh, players that they're playing against. They just think about their own team. Forget about these these nonsense spewing morons. You're talking about Bayern Munich. Just being at a competition at the same level as them is already an accomplishment. Meeting them face-to-face, looking at them in the eyes, win or lose, on the pitch, that's already an accomplishment, right? Olbeko wasn't a pushover, none of that. They played, they, they played as well as they could. 
they tried it and uh right now they're fighting for that that third spot really you know to go into the europa league which i think they could probably get um and i didn't want to you know move on without speaking about that because i think people were a little hard on them for losing but these guys are fighting i mean people were harder on them i think over the weekend too when Rubeco tied with um Panionio, and people were saying oh it's embarrassing that they tied why is it embarrassing? Here's my, my question. It's always, it's embarrassing because Olbeko tied, right? They gave up the one-a-thing lead late. But why is that? Why can't we see it as Panionio finally, you know, getting a, an interesting result at home? Why can't we see it as uh, Emanuelidis scoring? You know, a young player scoring a goal against uh, one of the top teams in Greece. Why can't we see it that way? Right? It's always they're the victims, you know? You look at the last couple of weeks, look at what's been happening with Ayak. Just a circus. The team has turned into a circus. I'm upset about it. I mean, even the game against Panathinaiko, where they were up 2 nothing and then ended up losing 3-2, uh, I wasn't mad at the players of Panathinaiko. I was mad at my own team. They were missing chances when they were up 2 nothing, And I, you know, that's what happens in soccer. You miss too many chances, you're going to eat it. And that's exactly what happened. And, uh, you know, good for Panathinaiko. They, they didn't give up. Young players, they fought it. They turned the game around. That's what you're supposed to do. It's a derby. You got to play to the end. They did what they were supposed to do, and we didn't. It's it's as simple as that, right? It's we're not. We don't all have the luxury of being like Pauk fans, where you know that even if you're losing in the Greek league, you're gonna get 47 minutes of injury time to try and catch up. We we don't all have that luxury. Uh, that's another debaucherous thing that's been happening this year. Every time Pauk is uh, is losing. They uh, or they need a win, right? The injury time added is preposterous. So we went from years of Olbiaco, um messing with the league, fixing games, to now the past couple of years uh, just pushing that up north. Uh, well, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with this league? They need major, major reform for that to be fixed. And again, it's not the fans' fault. You know what the problem is? You always fight with the fans. You know, you'll argue with Pauk fans or Beko fans. I, it doesn't matter. You know, you'll argue with fans, but it's not it's not their call. Most fans, good fans, people that appreciate the sport, would probably just want their team to play hard. Whatever happens, happens, right? Referee down the middle, down the middle. Just be be even with everyone, and let the better team win. That's it. Pretty fucking simple, right? I think we could all agree with that. Even when I get upset when my team loses, I mean, if they lose fair and square. Like that game against Panathinaiko two weeks ago. Well, who am I going to be mad at? I'm mad at my team. Why would I be mad at the refs? Why would I be mad at uh, the other team? They did their job. There's no point. But over the over the weekend, so uh, Larissa fell to Pauk, which was to be expected. Let's be honest. That wasn't going to go another way. Um, people were upset with Olbiaco tying, whatever that happens. What about Ayak tying? You don't think that's, that's worse? Ayak at home against Aris. Ten men, Addis scored to take a one nothing lead, and then Ike had to just tie it. They couldn't even couldn't even get the win. It was the the team is just turning into a circus. They need major reform during the winter break, hopefully. But even at that, this season it's not a full loss, obviously, because the whole playoffs at the end of the season, which is kind of I'm gonna be honest, it's kind of shitty. Because imagine now your team wins the league, you're ahead by you know a couple of points, you win, you you played all season, but it doesn't matter because now you're going in the playoffs. You're going into the playoffs with uh, you know another five teams, another four or five teams. Uh, whatever they decide to do is it is it six teams or four, and they could take the title from you. 
So if you fought the entire season, you finish in first place, but you got a couple of injuries, then the third or fourth place team might still be healthy and they could come out there and smack everyone around and win the title. I mean, in other sports, you know, it could be different, but it, for soccer, it doesn't make any sense. For soccer, I feel like you should reward the person, the team rather, that won the league, you know, that you strategized and you made sure you were always ahead on points because it's not, it seems simple. And it's simple if you're a team like Pauk, which gets, you know, a lot of calls, uh, you know, a lot of suspicious stuff going their way uh, so they can't lose. But in general, it's very, very hard in a competitive league to strategize properly and and get a f- you know far enough ahead where the last month and a half isn't an issue, you know, and you can kind of field whoever you want. Normally, it's it's pretty tough, especially when you have European duties. You know, you're playing in the in the cup, you know, the domestic cup. It's also it's difficult. So you should reward the team that wins the league. That's what I say. I mean, it doesn't look like it's going to be Ajax this year, but still, you know, it's not fair for the person that's going to win, uh, you know, the first place spot. Hey, maybe I'm talking to my asshole knows. Maybe we should change things. I don't know. I just don't feel that way. Just the way I know soccer, the way I see it, I always felt like winning the league is a big deal. Finishing first. So, you know. Again, what the fuck do I know? Maybe I'm just talking out of my ass. Who knows? So we had those games over the weekend, and it looks like uh, Panathinaiko is, I don't know, even though they tied Zero, I, I feel like they're... I feel, I feel like their young players are really going to make the difference moving forward. But, again, that team needs money, man. That team needs money and a home field. You're going to see next year, if uh, everything goes well and Ayak is playing uh, Araya Sofia, they're playing Nea Philadelphia, you're going to see a big difference, even if they don't change the squad that much. Having your own home turf makes such a big difference in soccer. Such a big difference, especially if your fans get to be closer to the field. The Olympic Stadium, that's the problem. They're too far. Even if you're the home team, even if it's filled up 70,000 people, it's fun. It looks great. But the distance, right, because you have that track around and at the Olympic Stadium, they have that, uh, uh, it's kind of like sinks in. There's that, you know, that underpass. So it goes under the the pitch on the sides. It causes too much distance. It's a bit of a riff. It's harder to, um, to really create an atmosphere. Not that you can't. I mean, I've seen that place packed and they create some interesting, interesting moments. But in general, right now, I think Olbeako has a good um, home turf for them. I mean, Panatolikos has a fucking nice turf, too, up there. And Agrino, they, you know, even though one side behind one of the goalies doesn't have any fans, it's still, it's, it's a fun little place to play at. Crete, small. Ofi has a very, very small stadium, but fun. Fun to play at. People are close by. You know, it, it creates an atmosphere. That's kind of what you need. That's my, that's my rant about the fields this week. Now, obviously, there's not that much to talk about this week in terms of Greek soccer. Uh, just the teams are tied. We're going into a derby next week. Olbeko Pauk, winner takes all. And by that, I mean first place. The winner of that's going to get first place and most likely end the the first half of the season in first place. Looking at the schedules, that's what's going to end up happening. They could tie, and it could make it a little bit interesting. I mean, they... I don't know. Probably you don't know what these you know you don't know what these teams you don't know what these teams. But I think it, they'll at least produce an exciting game. I think it'll be worth watching. Should be fun. And at the winter break, if Ike makes uh, the changes they need, I think it'll be an interesting run down to the final game. And then those playoffs, those playoffs will be uh, quite interesting this year, especially because this might be our last chance as a league for the next couple of years to get the points we need in Europe next season. Because after that, uh, the way we've done, I don't think we're going to get enough teams qualifying. So we really have to man up 
we got to get our shit together. Uh, people forget about that, but if if your nation's teams don't do well in Europe, as is the case with us this year, uh, you lose too many points. You lose too much ground depending where you're placed. Like us, we're, we're not placed super high. Normally, around hovering around the 12th spot. So um, it, it's not good because then you don't get enough. Your your champion might not even go to Europe. No, crazy that is. Think about it. You you win the league in, in in Europe. You win a European league. Let's say Greece, and you can't qualify directly for the Champions League. It's nuts. It's it's embarrassing. You know. So we gotta gotta get our shit together. But I know that I, for example, they're just waiting. Uh, Melisandre doesn't want to put too much money into the team until the stadium's ready. Everything's going to the stadium. I get it. I, it sucks if you're a fan of the team like I am. You know, you see the team hurting a bit, and you know that one or two changes could help, but you don't want to put the money. No, I, I, whatever. I get it. At the same time, it's uh, you know, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking, and we just can't wait. We can't wait for our home to exist. And other than that, I don't want to forget. Even though this is a soccer show. The basketball team. I want to tell you guys that uh, Olympic qualifiers uh, are going to start soon. and Well, not too soon, but you know. And I'm pretty, pretty excited uh, with the Olympic team because I think that the team in general could have done well over the World Cup, uh, just that they were coached. They were mismanaged. You know, we had a Dezokumbo. We had actually a good team, but uh, they were mismanaged. They didn't, they didn't play smart. So they ended up uh, not doing anything in particularly good during the World Cup. I mean, it was kind of embarrassing, to be honest. Uh, but I think that they're going to qualify for the Olympics. And I think, you know, the Olympics, it's a, you know, we invented the goddamn Olympics. I think they're going to do well. I think they're going to do well, depending on who uh, actually goes to represent the U.S. I think that's what's going to change things for us. It's going to be our main competitor, them in Spain. I don't think we have a problem with Serbia. or uh, They're good teams, but I don't think we're going to have a problem with them. And just a little side note there for the basketball fans that are out there. Uh, and if you're interested in my real podcast, my real job, Pantelliscomedy.com is where you're going to go to drink minimum. The number one podcast on the goddamn planet uh, is up everywhere. Uh, if you want to go to Compound Media, subscribe over there. Use the promo code CANADA20. That'll get you 20% off. You get to watch us on Two Drink Minimum. You get to watch In Hot Water. The Anthony Cumia show is on there. All kinds of good stuff. But you can also just check it out for free. We're on YouTube, Two Drink Minimum. We put our episodes up there as well. We're on Apple Pod- Podcast Podcast weird accent uh, apple podcasts google podcasts we're on all of that all that nonsense so check that out um if you're not you know easily offended if you're listening to this shit you're probably not easily offended uh, or you're confused you're like what the fuck's he doing why is he talking about soccer now this is it's not comedy related you know it's just uh it's my show but i like to get my soccer fill you know just talk to people about soccer though i will be changing the format because uh as i've said before i'm a discussion guy i like discussions I'm used to speaking about myself because of, you know, my job being a comedian. So on stage, I'm used to it. So I could, I could do it. I could, as you can see, I, c- I can do it. But I'd rather have someone to feed off and argue with about soccer. So I am looking. Hopefully, I could find a partner in which I could, or the soccer show might change. Maybe it'll become Pantella Sports, and then I'll get different people doing different shows about different sports, and those will be uploaded at the same time. Who the fuck knows? Who knows what's going on in this head of mine? I don't even know what's going on. But we'll figure that out. So pantelscomedy.com for all that stuff. Thank you guys for checking out the podcast. It's a short one this week because there's not much to discuss. But next week, I'll be dissecting the derby. Pau uh, Colbiaco. That's going to be fun. And maybe, just maybe, I'll have a guest next week to tell us what they think about it. Thank you all for listening.